All right, hey, I'm Jeff Baumgartner with Light Reading. I'm joined by Jamie Lenderman and, and Mike Dino. That's me. And we're here in Denver. We're doing the podcast recap of Cable Next Gen yep. 2023. We went on for, we did two days, covered a uh, ton of ground, right? We did cable, we did wireless, we did fixed wireless, we did fiber, we did uh, pigeon, you know, all sorts of distribution. Um, but if I had to think about a theme that was pervasive this week, it felt like optionality was was one of them for, for the industry because uh, the cable operators aren't necessarily going all the same speed or kind of going lockstep in one direction with uh, like Enhanced 3.0 or Draxus 4.0 or overbuilding with um, fiber or doing fixed wireless or not doing fixed wireless, but it just feels like yeah, they have this big toolbox, and there's a lot of variables that kind of determine the direction that they're going. Yeah, it's like choose yeah. your own adventure. Yeah, like yeah. those books. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So there's lots of options there, and you know, it. And I think the other interesting thing to point out is there is a few people that wanted to not be called cable operators anymore. Where I think yeah, some were saying broadband service providers is a term. They yeah, to go it's with. like we're all kind of lumping it together yeah right they, they don't want to be distinguished with cable maybe in some some ways i think cable kind of has this stigma to it maybe um in some ways and, and you know if you look like way back at its history and everything i think they've as an industry done a lot better lately but uh, you know the, the direction has been to kind of steer away from that term whether it's an organization or a uh, it's not Comcast, it's Xfinity, and it's not yeah. Charter, it's Spectrum. So yeah, I think that's it's uh, not Cable One was not here, but uh, Sparklight, mm -hmm. right? And then mm -hmm. some of the organizations, the NTC, uh, NCTC, is the national. You know, think about it now, the National Content and Technology ah, not cable. Cooperative, yeah, uh, and cable and television's out of there, right? Um, you know, kind of. Uh, strategically you know the difference in tom williams at sure's spoke on a couple panels and i thought his keynote was interesting where he was kind of bringing up that cable term and so it kind of made me think well do we have to like change the name of um, right. our conference now i don't know i'm about to talk to alan brosnick about that yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll put that in alan's hands mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> we should call it the Baumgartner uh palooza <laughs> The Mommy Palooza, yeah. Oh, yeah. Does that, that work? That sounds good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, why not? That sounds really good. Yeah, but we got to figure out how to get Jamie in there and you yeah. and Alan. Yeah, we'll come up with something. Yeah, we'll come up. We, got, we have a few months to figure it out. Um, the other big news, uh, we didn't have a, uh, a bomb cyclone, cyclone that we had in 2019. degrees outside right yeah. now. Yeah, and no, no like sideways snow. The city didn't shut down, so a bonus, I guess? I would definitely call that a bonus. Yeah, yeah. but it's supposed to snow tomorrow. Well, naturally. So, you know, all good things must come to us. Yeah, exactly. You know, 70, this is Denver, 71, you know, beach weather, and the next day you're shoveling snow. So, exactly. that's how it works. Um, the other thing was there was a lot more focus on uh, just the way that the uh, the agenda was structured, a lot more focus on PON and fiber to the premises technologies, whether it was used in a, uh, in a brownfield or maybe a targeted situation or uh, greenfields, of course. I think if you're going to build brand new, you're going to do fiber to the premises. So um, so pond is only three letters, but you know, it used to be like a four-letter word in a sense. But mm -hmm. um, uh, I don't know. That, that was kind of my, another takeaway for me. 
Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think you need a lot of fiber to do Doxus 4.0. So it's mm -hmm. uh, it's not a bad word anymore, yeah. and they can coexist peacefully yeah. um, and help service providers move forward. Yeah. And I thought also what was really interesting was DAA and edge compute. You know, not just you know. I know it was my panel, so I'm not you know. A little biased. I, I'm a little biased. Just a little. It was the, the <laughs> highlight. Yeah, <laughs> right? it was. It you know we're talking DAA and we're talking edge compute. You know, two very transformational architectures, and they cooperate with both coax and fiber. Yeah, good point. Then Mike. Yeah. Your world is typically 5G wireless. That's right. And then you're you're coming in. You know, a little bit of five satellite. You'll you'll do fiber. I know you've been get, you've been following that. So. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of taking, trying to take it all in. Uh, what 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 what's your takeaway? What I know do you think? it's it's uh, that is certainly my background is the mobile industry, and it yeah. feels like in telecom everybody's got their own little tribe that they come from. I come from the wireless tribe. You're more of the cable tribe, but it's certainly there's the the lines between all those services are getting pretty blurry now. Mm -hmm. You know, with with companies owning multiple different kinds of networks, owning cable networks and wireless networks, or, you yeah. know, services that are being integrated together to offer in-home broadband and wireless over a wireless connection, or, you know, the cable companies offering wireless, like the, the lines are getting blurry. And what I think is interesting, you, you mentioned about how uh, cable operators are, are choosing, there's a lot of optionality, they're sort of going in different paths now, which I think is interesting, because that's kind of what is happening in the wireless industry, too, is that not all of the operators are doing exact they're not all moving in lockstep as they have in the past sometimes there's operators yeah. that are choosing different vendors and choosing different network designs and maybe moving and on open ran a little open ran versus yeah. not yeah, yeah exactly so what like kind of spectrum are you going to use mm -hmm. yeah yeah the networks look a little different mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're not all very much the same like they kind of used to Is be it? so yeah because i remember going back it was like lte versus uh was it wimax or something it was mm -hmm. kind of like Okay, those are the two things, but yeah, it's a lot more diverse in terms of where they're going forward. And I think, yeah, you're right. I think it's a great um, uh, thought in terms of like uh, how it kind of connected this week. Yeah, there, there's just a lot of different variants and variables in terms of the uh, the direction uh, going forward. And then you know, you we sat in on the fixed wireless. Thing. I I wish that I had gotten it, but I missed that one. Unfortunately. Oh, you, oh, you did. Okay. So, well, I I yeah, saw. Yeah. It. So I was going to ask you what oh. what they talked about because now now I I need you to tell me what I. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, obviously, you know, the, the the direction of the conversation was not about fixed wireless as a competitor as much, but like complementary in terms of uh, you know reaching into areas that uh, you know they're they're it's cost prohibitive maybe right now to reach with uh, fiber or even extend your HFC plant if, if you've got that. Um, and a lot of variation on the type of uh, spectrum that, that, uh, that, that they're gonna be using to uh, deliver it. So uh, definitely more of a complementary aspect for fixed wireless, but again, choose your own adventure. Yeah, I yeah. think there, there was a little bit of opinion uh, on the panel about how much capacity um, wireless networks can really handle with fixed wireless. Um, I think the the statistic that was given was the average mobile user uses 10 gig per month and the average, you know, I don't, I think everybody's a power user. I think it was 500. 500, yeah. 500 gigs a month. And, you know, so it really depends on the type of customer I think you're putting on those wireless networks. Right. And where are they going to be tomorrow? Exactly. Down the line. It's like, okay, even if you can 
hit what most people want now. Yeah, well, five, ten years from now, who knows? You know, where, where they're going to be. But uh, you know, I think that that's been the kind of considered the Achilles heel of fixed wireless. But right now, yeah, it's having a moment, and mm -hmm. it's still a lot of growth. And and uh, Sue Merrick, who uh, moderated that panel, has Verizon at home, and she's pretty mm -hmm. happy with it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of those fixed wireless customers out there. I mean, between mm -hmm. between just between T-Mobile and and Verizon, there's you know almost four million today, and that doesn't include all the other wireless internet service providers out there. So like, yeah. it's a it's a sizable market, but yeah, it doesn't seem like anyone really expects it to to right. go beyond a relatively niche offering. Yeah, and the thing one of the things I was asking uh, panels about was uh, DOCSIS 4.0. Right, that's the next thing for some operators that are gonna do that, um, some aren't, but one of the questions is like, hey, what happens after 4.0? Is it gonna be the, the end of Doxis as we know it, or you know, once the next move after that is it'll be Doxus, fiber to the premises? Will it be Doxis 5G? <laughs> Ooh. That would be great. Doxis 5G. That would, be, that would make me happy if that were the case. All I right. think, are consumers confused enough? So. <laughs> Probably, that's okay. true, yeah. Um, but, not not bad though. I think yeah. it could maybe work. But they were saying, you know, it's like years and years. Like was like, well, maybe twenty years down the road. It's like, well, that's a long time. But uh, I think the term that out. I always heard used was intelligent four point Intelligent four so, point So does that make this one kind of not so bright four I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> Mike. Is it like is it like four G and then LTE? That's true. Yeah. I mean, we do have multiple acronyms like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, okay. Well, we'll see where that goes. I think uh, one of the points that was made is like if it, if it, if you if you do something beyond, if you're going like the three gigahertz or something right. with four dot two or something, uh, it's going to require a little bit of an innovative uh, change or you know, some sort of big innovation because of the power issues and everything. So um, anyway, well, it's it's that's more of a crystal ball thing for everybody, and then. Uh, we had Lou Borelli and CTC did a uh, video recorded interview with Alan. Uh, did get into the video side, and he was pretty funny because he, he said he doesn't like the term cord cutting because uh, a lot of the people who cord cut pay TV, they're still getting the cords still there. So he, yeah. he's he's calling it like an unbundling, I think, is kind of his his term. Um, we'll see. I don't think it'll like cord cutting is it's too late. It's caught on. But uh, well, I think he makes a good point. Um, and then Mike, you, last thing, uh, convergence. Yeah. Is that so pretty interesting? This, this is like one thing that, you know, this industry is, uh, being pretty active. with. I know? think so too. I, um, the, we had, so I moderated a panel about convergence and one of the speakers was from GCI, the, uh, network operator in Alaska, and they operate all different kinds of networks. He said they've got satellite services, they have Wi-Fi, in-home Wi-Fi, they've got wireless, cable, and fiber that they all operate. They, that company operates all of those different kinds of networks in Alaska. And so I thought he had a really good view about like where are things headed. And he talked about the, uh, the steps that they're uh, making toward convergence, one of which is that they sell CPE that has wireless in it. So if the cable network goes down, they have a wireless backup for the CPE in the house, which I think right. is kind of like that. I think that's the future that we're, that's a, a hint of where we're headed. Right. Yeah. And it's like you have kind of a Swiss army knife in, in a way that mm -hmm. kind of fits in with the choose your own adventure. It's choose your own adventure with uh, with your Swiss army knife. Yeah. I think the other big thing that stuck out to me is, you know, speed is important, you know, mm -hmm. but what's also just as important is reliability. 
and it, customer satisfaction. Man, I totally agree with that. I have yeah. 100 megabytes in my house, and that is all I need. I do not need more, but I need it to be there. That's what I really need. Right. And they got to figure out how to sell that. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, yeah. it's so much. It's just like it's like right. they've they've been so focused on this many megabytes or megabits, this many gigabits. My, I'm faster than you. Like, and I think it, it is a trap that uh, they're in. They got to figure out a way out. And, and uh, it's about yeah reliability. It's like how do you how do you sell that? Yeah. Really. What product? price is reliability? Like, how much extra do you pay for a month to get right what you should already be getting? Yeah. Really? Yeah, so it's going to be a little bit of a challenge, you know, but Tom, yeah, Tom talked about that. So um, we covered, it was a ton of ground, right? I mean, we, yeah. we, this, we didn't even capture everything in just that. There was some, a lot of other stuff going on, but I think that that's where we're going to leave it for this podcast recap of Cable Next Gen 2023. So we'll be seeing you soon.